in a world where there's thousands of podcasts at your fingertips, you chose to come to the Cerebro Overload Podcast. We're not too sure why, but we're warning you, it's your own fault you did this to yourself. Welcome back after our month-long hiatus here at the Cerebral Overload Podcast. Hey, I, oh. sa- I said it right. Hey. Every time I try to do a video, I always say Cerebral Overlobe for some reason. Technically, because this is a podcast, it could be considered an overlobe if you're wearing over-ear headphones. That's true. It could be. Oh, bam. I'm just glad I said it right for once. <laughs> but, yes, we are back. And for a change of pace, we're down high. Again, this is two episodes in a row. Yep. He's out doing his uh, BLUPB crap, so, you know. But it seems to be that I'm the only constant when it comes to the the podcast. You are. It's either you and me or you and Ty. Because I'm the only one that anybody can rely on. You are very real. You Canadians are very reliable. I think it's just mostly because I don't have a life. Aww. Aww. Womp womp. (laughs) Poor Andrew. But I like to be here for our listeners. All three of them. Oh, we're up to three now? Well, I'm counting. I'm counting us. Are you counting our uh, Tubu Internet Solutions uh, help desk lady, too, that listened to us? Yes. Okay. Oh, then we might be, then we're at four, because there's me, you, and Ty, and then her. Well, that makes five, then, because we have that other one. We have that other guy, too. So we're up to five listeners. Damn. Pretty soon I'm going to have to stop roboting the... Uh, the downloads, eh? Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't do that for uh, anybody that's listening that might decide to try and report our podcast. I do not actually do that. And I'm going to have to start counting on a second hand our listeners. But that mean you got to give us money? Oh, I get it. Nah, after five, yeah, never mind. Yeah, after five, you go to six, then that takes us... Because I only have five fingers. Really? I, I thought, yeah. you know, there was some sort of water contamination that made it so you guys would, like, have a seven. We are near a nuclear plant, but I lucked out and didn't have that issue. It's pronounced nuclear. Nuclear. Well, speaking of fingers, first thing we're going to talk about today (laughs) is actually my keyboard. I figured it is not (laughs) X-rated. No, yeah, that I really shouldn't have paused to look at that. But we're going to talk about actually the uh, keyboard that Logitech sent me. Um, So you know how today everyone loves RGB everything. Um, So I reached out to Logitech. I had the camera with them, and so there's the Jaybirds and all that stuff. Well, they sent me the G910 uh, mechanical RGB keyboard, and this thing still throws me off. Um, not in a bad way, either. So, for typing, it took some getting used to, because the um, the keys are a little bit metallic when it comes to typing. Um, they they have a Romer G-switch, which is what do you proprietary mean? to Logitech. What do you mean by metallic? Well, listen, let, let's see if you can hear it through the mic. After, once it comes up, there's like a little ping. Okay. It's really hard to tell. Um, what, when you're typing a lot, like when I was typing the review, it, it phased out and I didn't even notice it. But when I'm gaming, yeah. you can kind of tell. But it's something. It's not something that's like, oh, I can't stand playing it. It's just this yeah. sound I'm not used to. So, be, um, so you weren't used to the mechanical keyboard, so it took you a little while to get used to it. Well, the Rocat that I had was a, uh, a semi-mechanical or something like that. It's So it's... 
partial mechanical switches, but it's they're made out of like rubber and silicone, so they're supposed to be softer. Okay. After using the Logitech and then, because I have the Romer, uh, the Rocat hooked up at the on the other computer, when I go to use the Skelter, it's not. I don't like typing on it. It's too soft. I've I've been converted to mechanical. Um, the typing's comfortable. The fact the RGB is awesome. I don't. The one thing I like about this compared to some of the other RGB keyboards out there is the the light, like the color emission, is only centralized to the keys. So it's just the letters and the numbers and the symbols. There's no bleeding around the bottom of the keyboard because usually they'll do like white on the bottom and then it shines up around the keys too. I don't like that. Um, so this one's cool because it's only the letters and stuff that light up. Does but each what, key have its own LED in it? Is that how? Yeah. It, okay. Yeah, so each key has their own, and you can customize every single color in this thing. Uh, right now, the pattern that I have set up, and I think Ben, you will like this pattern as well. Um, it's the American it's called, flag? No, that oh, one well. I didn't like as much. It got annoying. Um, <laughs> We're, it, uh, Americans are like that. <laughs> it, uh, it's called Thunder. Well, or Thunderstorm, or something like that. But it's all blue. Okay. And then every so often, it'll flash a pattern of white through the keys to look like lightning. That is the shit. Yeah. Um, I love but, that. That sounds yeah, awesome. It was, it's super dope. And I forget about it at night, but when I'm sitting here in my new office in the basement, turn all the lights off and I'll be playing uh, like The Division or GTA or something like that, and it goes off. It throws me off. Um, but it doesn't do that now for The Division. And I was wondering what the heck was going on. But this is why the keyboard keeps kind of impressing me. So the software for it, the Logitech gaming software for the PC updated, and then I opened up Division, and it only lit up the keys I needed. Nice. They're different. They're certain colors, so like your movement is one color, your inventory is another color, your weapon wheel is another color. It's, I like when it does stuff like that, because then it helps people that aren't, that either possibly are new to the game, because I don't know if you've ever played a game where they don't really give you a layout of the controls, and you're sitting there going, okay, what does J do? What does F do? Oh, I just jumped out of my car driving down a hill. So it makes it a little bit easier for you to figure out what some buttons do. Well, that's nice uh, of them. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that I haven't really used, but it is a cool feature, is they have a, a app, an application for your phone called Arc. It's called Arc Control. And you can actually control stuff from the control stuff for the keyboard while you're gaming. Um, so you can watch, like, your... PC stats. Uh, you can control media. You can control the layout of your keyboard for your all your memory buttons. Um, and then there's what else? I think that's all you can really do through Arc right now. Um, now I got a question. I'm looking at the picture of the the keyboard here. Yeah. Does it actually have a phone dock on it? Yeah. So that little um, in the third, well, second and third picture where there's no phone. Um, at the top, there's like a blue line. Yeah. That actually slides out. Oh, okay. So, can just, so it cradles the phone. Does it have options in there to charge your phone too, or is it just a... no. Okay, it's just a holder. It's just the cradle. Okay. Um, that's, I think that's my only real gripe with this keyboard is it doesn't have a USB pass-through. So you can't charge anything. You can't plug in a thumb drive. You can't do any of that. 
that's yeah that's i think only my real gripe actually with this keyboard is damn you logitech we have a complaint <laughs> it's it's super sturdy and it, even though it is built out of um plastic it's still very hefty because all the ma mechanical components inside um and yeah the, i say my only gripe is the fact that there's no no usb pass-through which is to me, a downside, but also, if you got enough USB ports on the back of your computer, it shouldn't be a big deal. Do you have any other questions about this mighty beast that is in front of me? It's, does it have a, its own program, its own computer program for changing the design and stuff with a LED lighting? Yeah, so the Logitech gaming software, um, I can make a full custom layout when it comes to the lighting, or um, you can, they have preset ones, and what I like is you can also download custom ones that people have made. So if you're, like let's see right now, if I could type in, I would just Google Logitech G910, uh, or profiles. Sorry, my brain decided not to work there for a second. So there is a website that you can go to that, honestly, Reddit has a bunch of them. But, of course, of course Reddit has a bunch of them. Um, but it's got custom, so you can do like, there's Matrix ones, uh, there's a Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Laser Raptor, but that one, to me, just it's just pink and blue, so it looks dumb to me. Um, but there's a whole bunch of uh, different places you can find stuff like this. The downside is, though, is that because it's a specific layout, sometimes it won't work like one keyboard layout won't work with another one. Okay. Um, and obviously one that's made for another company won't work with the same. Like, a Corsair one's not going to work with a, a Logitech one. And I forget the actual site that I used. Gosh darn it. This might be it. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, so it's jdsoftcode.net. And so they've got RGB spin, uh, matrix, audio waves, prism sparkle, long, long may it wave, which is the American flag. And I did have that for a bit. Um, yeah, there's like sunrise. Oh, there's a new one here. Chroma shift. There's a Minecraft one, Knight Rider, Tetris. Like it's crazy to see some of the stuff that people have brought out. Hey, is it just for PC or does it work for Mac and PC? Some people I like to have cool keyboards with their Macs. Nope, they do have Mac for it now. Yay. That, uh, you, Mac, got, you Mac they, people they, can be cool like us. Yeah, that, uh, that got added about a year ago. Okay. Yeah, it supports everything from OS 10.6 to 10.13. Like, whatever the newest is. Uh, yeah, so you have full use of this keyboard so you can pick up the orion spectrum keyboard for yourself yeah what, I, what's it run uh here i've seen it well online it's like 199 um in some stores locally it's uh 220 for some reason i have no idea is that canadian or american that's canadian okay um i know on newegg which is generally where i buy most of my stuff newegg.ca it's like 140 bucks but Usually that's like the recertified ones. I don't know why I'm doing air quotes, so I don't see it. 
for the reverb, I would never buy a keyboard reverb first. Let's see if I can find a American price for you guys. Whoa. Oh no, it's Best Buy Canada. I was like, whoa, what the heck? Because it said 229 Why are you not giving me a price? Why? Amazon.com confused me. Um, yes, if you were to buy it... 129 Yeah, the lowest I'm getting is 129 highest I'm getting is 160 Yeah, 129 Well, I see a 114 isn't that a... Oh, that's an eru- That's a spark. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong number here. G10, right? Yeah, G10. G910. G910 Orion Spectrum. Spectrum. Oh, there it is, 128 for that one. Oh, I found one for 89, certified refurbished. Yeah, that's if you want to use a refurb. I know a lot of people, especially computer people, are picky about that type of stuff. Yeah. There's one for 84 with Prime shipping. Are you buying yourself a keyboard? No, I don't have that kind of money for a keyboard. <laughs> My thermal tape keyboard works perfectly fine. Yeah, and now I feel bad because like I had a thermal tape one that I bought ooh, like six years ago. It's just sitting in a corner. Yep. That's crying a little bit. Poor thermal tape. Well, seeing as that seems to be all for the keyboard and we were just talking about things that like you can't afford things. Um, I think we should talk about something that I can't afford that I really, really want. I don't think you and I could afford it combined. No, definitely not. Um, so I don't know if most people know this, but I have a boner when it comes to watches. And when you posted this press release on Cerebral Overload, I decided that I was going to take a read and fell in love with it and then also felt extremely sad at the same time. So... G-Shock released a special edition MRG, I'm not going to go through the whole model number, um, but it's a handcrafted, one-of-a-kind MRG watch. And now before I get into the price, I'm going to talk about the watch. So there's only they're only making 350 of them. Um, it was a collaboration with the, with the third-generation Master Craftsman Behu Asano, I think I pronounced it wrong probably. Um, and it's, like, things are actually made um, uh, texture found on the hilt guard or Tetsu Tetsuba, or the traditional Japanese sword, to achieve one-of-a-kind look for the watch. Um, so, the each bezel is hammered out, resulting in, like, the authentic, artistic titanium sword guard finish. Um, so every, no watch is the same. The internals might be the same, but every bezel will be completely different. Um, and there's special hard coding and card coding, coating? Hard coating, there we go. Um, for every, every one, and it's a unique color too. It's like a deep, like a copper and deep violet. So it's getting pretty interesting. I'm probably going to have to rob somebody for this because it's the only way I'll be able to afford it. Cerebral um, overload does not condone our employees yeah. robbing others. True. Wait, in order to be an employee, don't you have to get paid? Oh, crap. You're a sub, sub, yeah. subcontractor. Oh, cerebral overload does not condone our subcontractors <laughs> stealing money uh, from people. So the couple of few fe- cool features about the MRG is that it's it's got three-way time sync. Um, it's got Bluetooth co- connectivity with the G-Shock app. GPS hybrid wave um, spectrum technology, 
So, and it's also got the standard stuff like the 200 meter water resistance to shock resistance, magnetic resistance, world time, LED illuminated light, daily alarm, stopwatch counter timer, day and day and date display, and full auto calendar. And ben, does it give you a hand job too? It seems well, like it does everything before, else. Well, you'll have to give yourself one after this because after, once uh, once you tell everybody the price, you won't be able to ever get one yourself. Yeah. Once I tell Jen how much I paid for it. And uh, how, how much is it, Ben? It is the low, low price of 7400 American dollars. You can buy a car for less than that watch. So I'm just taking a second to, uh, to stare at this watch and realize I'll never own one. <laughs> it is a very nice looking watch though well, I think I found something though that I might be able to afford a little bit more Maybe I'll, I'll let you talk about this one The Pip-Boy that you can build yourself Since Pip-Boys are all their age right now Again, it seems like every time this game comes out Everybody has to have a Pip-Boy Well this one's, like, this one's, this one's actually pretty cheap Because it's a DIY thing, you build it yourself Yeah and you can get it at Think Geek and GameStop. And surprisingly, it's only $150. I was going to say, it's a smidge cheaper. <laughs> it's a smidge yeah. cheaper than buying that, uh, buying that uh, G-Shock watch. So, and if you think about it, you pay less than a dollar per piece. Because the kit itself contains over 150 pieces. Yeah, so, and you got the 150 Genuine Robo, Ro, Robco Industries part. Hollow tape, flux leather case, or oh, sorry, tools and instruction manual from Vault Testing. Swear to God, though, the day that a man in a suit shows up at my door talking about a vault, I'm just setting them on fire right there. I kind of like the box it comes in too, just for the fact that it's got like the retro, the retro look on it. Where'd you go? I'm still here. Oh, it sounded like you just walked away. You're like, it's got the retro logo, just walked away. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, I'm done. I quit. Because <laughs> yeah, it. it it has, like, the 50s look to the packaging. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, quite happy with the, just, even, like, the, so the box itself is just, even to me, looks like just a cardboard box, and then you got, like, the wooden case that it comes in. But the wooden case itself, like, honestly... You don't even have to really put this together to just admire it because the wooden case that it comes in itself is pretty dope. It'd be kind of stupid to not put it together. There, you just paid 150 bucks. <laughs> God damn you, Andrew. What? I don't know what you said, but you just activated the uh, Google on my smartwatch and it was recording everything we said. <laughs> Amazing. But what, what I like about this is it's got, so it's the, from Fallout 76, of course, it's officially licensed. Um, the actual Pip-Boy itself is based on the sketches and the in-game 3D model, so it might change a little bit in the game, but it's based off of what they wanted it to look like. Um, they've got spring-loaded buttons, the knobs turn, the radio dial works, and the holo tape, the holo tape opens to, a, to eject the holo tape. Um, one thing that I have to say is kind of sad is the screen isn't actually it's no electronic functionality that that is the one thing it needs is for you to be able to actually use it in game <laughs> then it would be awesome I think that was kind of like the uh, the one you get with four you could put your phone in it but i don't know if it had a companion but i would be surprised if that eventually happens and to be honest when this thing comes out how long 
might have a small screen in it with like a Raspberry Pi hooked up. Oh, it won't be long. Won't be long at all. And according to this article, it's saying it takes about two hours to build, so that's not bad at all for a hunt over 150 parts with real working buttons. Well, I'm going to reach out to ThinkGeek and see if they want to send me one of these to review. And I'll tell you exactly how long it takes to build. I will time myself. I want to see a video time lapse of it happening. I, I'll do it. I'll do it. If they send me one, I will do it. And I think our our YouTube viewers want to see it too. It's like a challenge. If anybody you know wants to get in on this, and they know someone that works at ThinkGeek or GameStop or something, and they want to give me one of these, let me know. Because I don't know how far I'm going to get with ThinkGeek's customer service. <laughs> yeah, that does it does look like a cool geek or a cool geek. Yeah, cool little setup. It's got like all the olive drab parts and everything. And now once, like you said, somebody gets a Raspberry Pi in there and gets it working, that will be awesome. Wait a second here. Hold on. There's there's something going on in, Ge- in uh, Geekology that i got to see if it actually says anything about here. Okay, they don't actually say it. It doesn't actually say it in here, but I guess there was a mention in the Geekology article about something about it being vegan leather. Yes, it does say vegan leather. But it does not say it in ThinkGeek. It just says faux leather. Yeah. So it's fake leather, which is the same as vegan leather, which doesn't hold up as well as real leather. Oh, oh, maybe we're getting somewhere. Lovely Alexandria from ThinkGeek's live assistance is going to forward my information up to the overlords. Oh. I love dealing with ThinkGeek. They're hilarious. (laughs) That would be the like... A while back with one of my... uh, something i had ordered it it was actually a, like a zombie cereal bowl and it showed up broken and so i emailed them pictures and sent them a message saying hey uh just wondering what's going on here why this this came broken because there's obviously enough tissue paper and they're like we'll send you another one right away i was like no okay like within two days i had a new bowl it was insane nice good job think geek or think geek or geekology think geek think geek Geekology is the article where, where yes. I found the article. Yeah, I, had a, I had a brain fart. You know when it's not a good time to have a brain fart, though? When you're demolishing cooling towers. I don't see a problem with that at all. It could lead to issues. So we actually yeah. we actually just had a smokestack here that they tried to demolish a couple weeks ago. They blew it up and nothing happened. They had to come back and blow it up a second time for it to finally fall. Well, that's always funny, because when they, when they do something like that and they have to come back, they have to do so much more safety protocols mm-hmm. in order to do it again. And just to even get close to it. Yeah. <coughs> now, have you seen the... Uh, they have this uh, GIF at the top. GIF, however you want to say it. Yeah. Is it GIF or GIF? I say GIF. I say GIF. It's not a J, it's a G. You also say Z instead of Z. There's no E-D at the end of it. I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah, I guess the rest of the podcast is just me. Mr. Reliable Andrews quitting. Uh, Good night. But anyway, this GIF at the top here. 
Have you seen the one where they put like eye, little animated eyes and arms on it when they're like talking and all of a sudden they start falling? Oh yeah, the daily. Uh, I think it's called in real life duels or something. I've, I've seen it on Reddit. There's something, stuff Reddit something like that. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. But well, it, this, it, it's not this one. It was another one because this one just happened. They just did this on June 16th. Oh, okay. It just looks the same. Since That's what happens when things are blown or demolished properly. Yeah. And this, this was from the now defunct St. John's River Power Park. It doesn't say if it was an old nuclear plant or a coal plant. You know, that's the thing. People assume that because it has those those cooling sacks that it's automatically nuclear. Yeah, but um, coal tower or coal power plants have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because we have both of those here. We have coal and nuclear. And what is your uh, what is your thought on coal versus nuclear? I think nuclear is cheaper and cleaner. See, I'm the same way, but everyone's like, yeah, but it's nuclear. Okay, we used to use lead paints in our house, people, and that doesn't happen from that. So having a nuclear plant, like we have one here um, called the Bruce, it's the Bruce Peninsula, Bruce Peninsula Nuclear Power Plant. It's a long-ass word. Um, and it's a, few, a couple hours away from me, but I'm not worried that it's going to explode. Yeah. Um, also, the security at those places are insane. Yeah. Here in uh, Beaver County, we had the <laughs> actually. <laughs> he said Beaver. We had. <clears throat> excuse me. We had the United States' first um, power-producing nuclear, or yeah, power-producing nuclear plant. It's not there anymore, but the first one for commercial production of power from nuclear. Nice. Now we just have a new plant in its place, but so yeah, within like Is it still a nuclear plant. Yes, yeah, it's still it's just a newer nuclear plant. Not that it's that new, but compared to the first one, it is newer. Yeah, we have um, on one side of the road it's the nuclear plant, and on the other side of the road it's the coal plant, owned by the same company. But that's funny. You know what? We're gonna have both. Screw it. And now they're talking about closing both down. Because they're saying they're not making enough money. Why would you just close one then? Who knows? They're talking about closing all their nuclear plants and some of their coal plants. Unless the government steps in and helps them with funding. Nope. See you later. Bye, Felicia. Because we actually just last week we did our yearly drill at work on... What what we have to do if the power plant would have an issue happen at it and start leaking radioactive material everywhere. But we're not Three Mile Island, so we're good. Poor Three Mile Island. Is that can they go on that yet or? Yeah, it's still as far as I know. Three Mile Three Mile Island is still operational. Not the I one that had. Part of it's not, but the other... One reactor isn't. I believe the other still is, though. Oh, okay. It, it, realistically, the one that's not operational is actually being used for government experiments. Could be. Yeah, it's not like Chernobyl, where you can't go within, like, a thousand miles of it. I'm pretty sure you can go close to Chernobyl now. Well, you can, but you still run the risk of... 
Growing a third eye. How is there Google reviews on the Three Mile Island nuclear reactor station? Is there really? So, funny story, there's, so looking it up on Google, it says the reactor supplier is a company called Babcock and Wilcox. That's here in Cambridge. Hey, we have one. Started, the headquarters is in North Carolina, but I have, we have a plant here. We used to have one of those, too. Yeah, they've, they turned into, the one here turned to, it's now called BWX. Okay. They partnered with somebody. And so now the, the headquarters for that is in Lynchburg, Virginia. I don't know. It's it's the same founder, so I don't know if they just changed the name. Yeah. Or what? Yeah, we had a Babcock and Wilcox here. I actually knew somebody that worked there, and he quit it because it was office work. I do. It was nuclear reactors. How cool is that? You needed special government clearance to work there. See, ours, our Babcock and Wilcox was steel. Oh, like was it just forming with the reactors and stuff? I'm not exactly sure what the steel was for that they were making, but... Because this Babcock and Wilcox had been around for a long time. Back when Pittsburgh was st- still a steel town. Is that why they called it the Pittsburgh Steelers? I'm kidding, I know that's why they called it. <laughs> I just like being an idiot. But no, right, now... After we're done here, I'm going to watch conspiracy theory documentaries. Dang, nabbit. Now we're getting a state-of-the-art new shell facility for shell plastics. Hmm. Speaking of plastics, this is actually something cool and it's technology-ish. So apparently, so Saturday night, I drank a lot at a uh, after-work function. And uh, apparently I found out that Drunk Andrew likes to watch documentaries. Well, I remember one of the documentaries had a portion in it where they were talking about how they're using recycled plastic to make clothes. I have seen... I know, that I, beeping was your brain breaking there. It was. But what it is, is they're actually take like, the clear plastic, and it's melted and put so thin that it's in, like, athletic clothes. So, like, the moisture wicking or the quick-dry type clothes. I have seen that before. That's, I thought that was pretty freaking badass. So it wasn't just, like, Drunk Andrew thought he saw something. Well, no, because it was still in my Netflix history when I was clearing it out because apparently also Drunk Andrew cares about uh, a water crisis in Asia. Drunk Andrew is so caring. I know. He's an asshole. (laughs) Andrew or Drunk Andrew? Both. (laughs) Um, But uh, speaking of things collapsing, we should probably talk about this last one because this is going to be Andrew's moron moment. Oh, God, I really hope my kid's never this stupid. I can't afford it. So, a kid... uh, A kid in Kansas City... um, They went to the uh, Kansas City Community Center Museum. That is too long. Um, So this kid decides he's going to uh, hug a bus of a busty woman which then topples over on top of him, at which point he really gets his face right between those breasts. Oh, thank you, Geekology, and your terrific writing. And onto the floor, breaking it. So, first first question is here, why are you leaving your child unsupervised in a museum? Oh, wait, today's parenting, never mind. I just covered that. Um, and my other question is, and I'm going to ask you this, Ben, 
Okay. How much did it cost? Was was like a couple hundred bucks? Or? Well, you would think if the museum would just leave something out there that could theoretically be touched, it wouldn't be expensive. But no, you'd be wrong. It would be a $132,000 bust. That is my Tesla right there because this dumb kid. I'm watching the video right now. I haven't watched it yet. So. Oh, oh, the kid's trying to correct it. Oh, 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 and nope. Wow. So the mom was leisurely sitting a couple feet away, and then the kid runs off. Hold on. I want to I hear what the. I'm trying to. I want to hear what the mom has to say. I can guarantee you it's going to be stupid no matter what. Oh, oh. Oh, they Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you said it back. Oh, there it goes. Oh. So what I'd like to know. Okay, so I'm watching the video of the mom and whatever family sitting on these couches. So she looks over and sees the statue moving. When you see the statue move, would that not be your first inclination to jump up and see what the hell is going on? You'd think. Like me, if I'm hanging out and I see Adler go near anything that can fall over, like even when he touches his toy cars that are on the shelf in my office, if it's big enough to fall over and hurt him, or if he can drop it and hurt himself, I will move it onto the table for him. But I guess that's just me being a good parent. Yeah, I'm kind of confused. Where does the kid run off to when his mom goes over to look to see what he did? I'm assuming to the exit. Exit, stage left. Exactly. Before you get a hundred and thirty-two thousand dollar bill. So you know it's going to probably happen. The parents are going to say they're offended by this. They're going to try and sue the city. They're going to end up getting money for this kid breaking the statue because it wasn't safely bolted down and have them somehow blamed for it. Yes. Boom! Just, just. Oh God. They're going to counter sue for emotional distress. <laughs> My kid's head got hurt. He ran off. Even though the kid landed on top of the statue, the statue didn't land on the kid. Oh, this just it angers me so much. So now we have Andrew, Drunk Andrew, and Angry Andrew, all in one podcast. Uh, also, Sunday we had Sober Andrew. He was also not, he was not having fun. I did notice that on your Facebook. Oh, I was in bad shape. Poor recovering from a hangover, Andrew. Oh, I actually found um, something that I think would be... Because I found a Kickstarter. Okay. Oh, no, that's... Where'd it go? Where did my article go? Gosh darn it. I don't know, because you didn't send it to me. I was trying to be a surprise to you. Oh, I like surprises. Please hold. I have to find it again. Ah, here it is. So, um, given where you're... I'll send it to you now, I guess. Um, given how, where you live, um, it's big into beer, I figured we could incorporate... I don't know how, what you are, how you are with coffee. I don't know if you're a huge coffee drinker like me. No, I'm not. I don't have it! I don't have it! What? Why didn't you send it to me? I did. I didn't get it. Oh, it's saying sending right now. I don't know why it's uh, taking so long. Oh. Um, anyways, I figure this, this kind of has to do with beer. 
So it's called the Nitro King 2.0. Okay. So what you can do is you make, uh, in the coffee industry, they have something called cold brew. Yes. Which is steeped coffee, highly caffeinated. Well, this thing, it actually, um, oh, I can't think of the word. It, it essentially, it makes it nitro cold brew. So it infuses it, there we go, it infuses it with nitrogen. So it's uh, like a, a smoother, a lot more tasty. Like I love nitro cold brew. Unfortunately, the Starbucks that I generally go to doesn't have it. Um, but it's like pouring a glass of beer, but it's got micro bubbles in it that actually make it very, very smooth and just tasty. But it kind of looks like it's in a whipped cream container with the sp- with the wood handle, like a, a stout spout on the end of it. <laughs> I don't know why it's not sending. And there we go. I think one. There we go. One cent. Got it. Introducing King Cold. Nitro. Cold yeah, so brew. usually what it does is it goes through a pressurized cold brew container through the nitrogen. Well, the nitrogen gets infused into the cold brew container and pressurizes it, and then it comes out of the tap. But it's worked all of this into one, one container. And given that I am somebody that loves cold brew, oh, uh, okay. I only need twelve hundred and seventy Hong Kong dollars to get this. It kind of looks like a light colored. Um... Guinness, and not not Guinness. Um, no, I think you're right. I yeah, think yeah, it looks yeah. like a light colored Guinness almost. Yeah, but it's actually coffee. Ooh, so the twelve hundred and seventy uh, Hong Kong dollars is actually only two hundred and fourteen Canadian dollars. Oh. So, um, Ben, can I borrow? Give me a second here. Can I borrow one hundred and sixty-two American? Do- God damn it! One hundred and sixty-two American dollars. <laughs> sure, why not? It's a really sad margin of change between Canadian and American. <laughs> so let's see how much the conversion is in Bitcoin. Uh, twelve hundred Hong Kong dollar or thirteen hundred Hong Kong dollars is point zero two four Bitcoin. Oh. Uh, so basically, it's got a little <laughs> nitro cartridge in it, sort of like a paintball gun. Yeah. Okay. Or, uh, like a whipped cream thingy. Yeah. See, with me, I have one of those whipped cream containers, so can I just buy the top of it? Hmm. I mean, all it looks like the container is is a regular aluminum drinking bottle. There, well, the one for the for the um, whipped cream things that you find at Starbucks or any of those places, yeah. they're, they're pretty thick because they have to handle the pressure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's about the general size. But what is cool is that their goal for Canadian funds is $8,500, well, I'm going to round it up, $8,500. Um, they've raised $33,000. So they're well over their thing, still with 14 days to go, which is pretty dope. So the original Nitro King, um, I guess that they brought out was, which looked, it wasn't as portable as, or was actually made out of plastic, and they found that it wasn't as sturdy or reliable. So I am going to reach out to this company and be like, hey, send me one. Hey, you are. Oh, you can do nitro uh, to, like, lemonade, iced tea, juice, cold brew latte, black beer. Oh, dope. You can nitro your own black beer. You could nitro tea. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. The the coffee guy of this, I love his name. His name is UK. He's like, uh, UK? No? 
No, I'm not okay, but thank you for asking. <laughs> See? See, you got it. Ah, so yeah, that's, uh, I found a Kickstarter that uh, I thought you were going to like a little bit more. I figured you would like the build thought process behind it with the pressure and the noozle and the beer and the other stuff. It's it's interesting. So hopefully we can get one into the office, and I would love to take a look at it. Cause he... I just have to get a hold of this company somehow. Yeah, because you don't, theoretically, you don't even have to do coffee in it. You can put whatever you want in it. Yeah. It's going to nitro-infuse whatever's in it. Yeah, so you could do anything. That's why they gave options of, like, the latte, the iced tea, the juice, um, lemonade. Realistically, anything that's non-carbon, because you don't want to try and recarbonate something, because then you could have an explosion. Um, so, Thai would probably recarbonate something. Hmm. I'm done. would taste if you carbonated milk? That'd probably be gross. That doesn't sound good at all. But what if it was carbonated chocolate milk? I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was going to say, but carbonated chocolate milk might not be bad. You could, ooh, cold juice, that would be different. Mm-hmm. Night, like nitro orange juice. That's Yeah, so their first one looked like a tiny keg. Yeah, I saw that. But their first one never got, did not, it got back, but I don't think it went through. Because it still says pre-order. I like it. For being a non-tech thing, I like it. I want one for my apple juice and iced tea. I want nitro-infused apple juice. I'm just thinking about all the possibilities. You know what would be cool? I don't know how it would work, but I don't know if you've ever tried, if you, when you've made um, pancakes, you put like some baking soda in it and it kind of carbonates it. Okay. It makes it a little bubble, makes it light and airy. I wonder if that would work with this. If you were to put the pancake batter in it, nitro it, and then pour it out onto a pan. I have a feeling something would explode. I don't... But I'm willing to try. I don't know that that would work just because it's so thick. Because mm. none of these liquids are thick. I don't know, the latte looks like it's a little bit thicker, but you never, but it is a coffee base, right? So it is going to be. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be thick like pancake or. Waffle or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing it probably wouldn't work. My guess would just be you'd end up with big empty bubbles in your pancake mix and it wouldn't taste like anything different. Well, it keeps beeping in the background. My dehumidifier. Ah, telling you it's full. Yeah, it says, I'm full, empty me. And I say, you don't rule my life, dehumidifier. I do what I want when I want. No, it rules you. It does. Damn modern technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's wallow, 6, 12, 18, 20. It's four times its goal. Yeah, goal was 6,369 American dollars, and they've got 25,000 so far, so... Nitro King 2.0, we want your product. Well, apparently they're also on Indiegogo, and they have a $10,000 goal on there, and they're only at 4100 so... Yeah, but I think Indiegogo, you get your money no matter what. Wake me up before you Indiegogo. Because Ty's singing's only so-so. <laughs> Alright, well, that's all I've got. I can't seem to find anything on it right now, so I'm going to keep looking and keep digging and see what I can find. 
dig away. See if do you have anything else for our lovely listeners? I do not have anything else for our lovely listeners. I hope they have enjoyed this episode. All right, well, we thank you for joining us. I don't remember. Do we say goodbye to our, all our listeners? No, we have not yet. Oh, okay. Bye, Goodbye, listen- listeners. Goodbye.